Hi, I'm Megan Raymond, and welcome to Show Eight. After years of making ads for a living and teaching students how to do it, I realized that the questions and creative process that I used at work could help more than make brands great. So this is a creative brainstorming workshop in less than 15 minutes, where I help people get their greatness on. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Show Eight. I'm Megan Raymond, and today we have our friend Abby here with us on the phone. Say hello, Abby. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So, to remind everyone, this is a brainstorming session where we readdress a mindset to work through a creative block. And when I say brainstorm, I don't mean sitting around and unspooling our thinking or throwing ideas onto the wall like spaghetti to see what sticks. I mean, we ask guided questions to create context, which can show where patterns are and how they can be readdressed to help new ideas emerge. This is a common technique used in advertising to help come up with ideas for advertising big brands, which I practiced when I worked in the business. As creatives, we called it concepting or ideating or brainstorming. So now I'm using that technique here. But Abby, before we get into the brainstorming session, let's get to know you a little bit better. What do you do for a living? Well, I am an artist, and I have been doing art in a lot of different ways for a long time. I've done solo shows, like almost a dozen of those, and、uh, stand up, and writing, and illustrating, and and currently I'm working on a lot of children's books. I'm illustrating children's books. Great. And、uh, if you had to describe your personality in three words or phrases, what would they be? Creative,、uh-huh. funny, and impulsive. What does impulsive mean? It means that sometimes I do things without、uh, a lot of my a lot of my flow has no like st- structure to it. Like I, I think I kind of do what kind of pulls me.、Mm-hmm. How about that.、Mm-hmm. That sounds good. All right. And、uh, what kind of er are you, and why? Like a builder, a doer, a thinker, whatever. Uh, I'm a creator, and I'm a discoverer. <laughs> <laughs> How are you a discoverer? I, I, I think I think that's part of the fun about making things. I mean, when I'm like painting something, and you know, it starts with circles, and then I add the eyes, and then I add the nose, or how whatever it just, or if I'm sewing it, you know, it comes starts coming alive. So I、mm-hmm. like making discoveries more than having it all set up, you know.、Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. All right, so let's get into your creative block. What do you want to accomplish, and what do you think is getting in the way of accomplishing it? Well, first of all, I think I need to get out of my own way, and I'd、mm-hmm. like to, because I want to be able to affect the world as an artist and and honor myself as an artist by seeing my projects get to the next level, and and I want to be able to put myself out in the marketplace and give people an opportunity to see it and share it.、Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that sometimes just the idea of getting out of my way would that would very much help.、Um, I love the idea, the action of the making art. Doing the art is the most exciting and freeing part of the process, and whatever comes afterwards is really difficult. You know, it's it can be stifling or. Terrifying and sometimes actually uninteresting. So,、uh, you know, <laughs> so、uh, I, I'm a self sabotager, and I and I do that in many ways because honestly, I lack the confidence in building momentum around things I've created. And on top of that, I I don't I'm not confident in regards to my organizational skills、mm-hmm. uh, because I I don't have any. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also shortchange myself and I'm very hard on myself. <laughs> it sounds like you deal with a lot of the same kind of issues that a lot of creative people deal with. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they seem like they got it down. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because when we were talking before, I know you were saying that you were really focusing on creating a lot of the children's illustrations lately. You're interested in publishing a children's book and uh, that you were loving the process, but then you get you get unfamiliar, you get foggy about that next step that you want to take with it. And when we spoke last, I thought you said something very interesting. You said, how can I trust myself enough to know that I can deliver? Does that still sound? Sometimes I feel like I, I can't always follow through to the level I want because then the pressure's on and I don't I haven't seen myself rise up to mm-hmm. that to that level that you would like to the next level that you would like to see in your creative career yeah got it okay so what talents do you have that pertains to this that you can use towards this goal that you would like to accomplish well I I definitely think I'm connected to my instinct as an artist and um and I definitely have confidence in that, but I don't. I don't have a fear of my ideas or the fear of making art. That's and amazing. I, and I know I can take a theme and discover it from different angles. I really like that. You know, mm-hmm. be it be it on you know with writing or um, you know art. And following that forces me to believe in myself and my ideas. And I also think my performance skills would really play into the children's book world so I can entertain at schools. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have a skill that, you know, that I wouldn't be a dull, uh, I wouldn't be a dull afternoon or a dull hour for right. a, a group of elementary students. But No, I, I don't think you would be at all. So who are you talking to? I'm talking to parents and children if we're talking about children's books. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I'm talking to me because... If I we're talking about your creative block, yeah, we're, talking we're talking about, about you. If we're talking about my creative block, we're talking about me because mm-hmm. I... I really want to be able to cross the threshold of the things that have held me back mm-hmm. and, um, and, in, and cross over into the business aspects, like getting my stuff into the marketplace, and, mm-hmm. uh, which is a goal. How do you want to feel in that, if you were to work through that? Well, I would like to feel accomplished uh-huh. um, and, and feel like I'm expressing myself and following my passion. I'd like that. It would make me feel good. It would make me feel accomplished if I would get over myself Mm -hmm. enough to feel like I know how to present my work Mm -hmm. and then develop a relationship even with someone on the other side, like an agent or a publisher that likes what I do. Right, right. And then what's happening either in your life and the world around you that makes you want to focus on doing this now? I've always wanted to, to... overcome this I might not have been able to articulate it and as you get older you know you start seeing your own patterns you don't realize that you've you've you know you've created a pattern so um, I want to work on this because I'm also starting to get less scared than I used to feel about this so I would like to overcome myself in the next level you know right yeah that's really interesting that you would like to overcome yourself. I love that. That, yeah. that. That's very poignant. I think that says a lot. So, Abby, I have feedback for you. Okay. All right. So, but first I want to explain how I come up with the answers to this brainstorming session. Uh, it's based on the questions and answers that the audience just heard, uh, which helps create context around your creative block. 
Context shows you the relationship of things together, especially a person in relation to herself, others, and the environment she's in. Once you see connections, it can give you a chance to relook at those relationships so you can start seeing solutions that you can test for validity. So, it sounds like you love the act of making art and then everything else after that gets too unfamiliar, which proliferates in different ways, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, but you also said something very important. You said, how can I trust myself enough to know that I can deliver? And my question to you is, why do you have to make it about you instead of your work? Why does this have to be about you trusting yourself instead of going back to you trusting your process? Why not just go back to the joy of the process? Does that make any sense? It does. But, but don't you think that that second phase is part of, I mean, that, that phase is part of the process? Or are you saying that I have to enjoy the process of, like, querying or putting something in a PDF or... <laughs> Well, I got a couple of I got a couple of examples for you and let's see if any of this resonates. So, number 1, I'm calling it practice your performance. Since you're used to being a performer, see the next step of a project as just a continuation of a performance. Let's use the example of the children's book. Uh, you perform when you write and send a pitch letter to a publisher. You perform when you ask someone anything about what it takes to publish a book. Now you just rehearse it. It only builds the next step of your process. Does that make sense? Because now yes. you're starting to take you out of it and you're staying refocused because when you've talked about the work that you like to do, bef the, w the way that you've talked about doing the artwork, you sound like you have a lot of joy in it and it's very loose and it's free and you get to discover and you get to be open. I'm just saying, instead of thinking about like, well, then that's done, and now it's me, Abby, who has to go out and do these things, why can't it just still be just part of your process? Because you have nowhere to go but up, literally. Because the next piece that I had for you, I call it asking questions is an art, which is just go ahead and ask how to do something, whatever it is, whatever it is about like learning about agents or publishing or whatever, like you could use this children's book uh, project as your next example. Because uh, again, you have nothing to lose because either you're going to get ignored or rejected just like everybody else does, so you're still at ground zero with your project, or you're going to get an answer that might work, and if it does, it'll help you get to the next step, which again is just still part of your process. It's not Abby, it's, the, it's just still always about refining the process. Does that make sense? It does. All right, and then I have an exercise for you. Okay. Write a story about a girl trying to accomplish something by going around asking the same question over and over again to everyone she meets until she meets someone who gives her an answer she can use. It's kind of like, are you my mother meets Abby tries to publish a book. <laughs> I like that. Like putting yourself out there, out there, out there, out there until someone says... I see you, and right. that, does, that might not mean we're going to the ball together. Right. They, they just, they see me, and then, but that can be scary, too, because mm -hmm. then there's the next phase. They see mm -hmm. you, and, like, I mean, it, it's almost like the quandary of getting paid for what you do and then mm -hmm. feeling like you disappoint them. Like, when someone has an interest, you know, then having issues thinking, oh, here comes the disappointment. 
Mm-hmm. But Abby, I got to say, it has nothing to do with them, and it's all about you and what you're getting out of it. Because A, you've always been a performer, so you're already used to this idea of having to expose yourself. B, you already admitted that you're already having less fear around some of the stuff about wanting to push through it. And C, again, it's not them, it's you. It's about you and your process, and that's all that really matters. It's the process that pulls you through. It's not other people, and it's not your ego. What about, what about following rules? How, I mean, i got to follow rules too, don't I? Well, because when you follow rules, sometimes it shows that you're listening. You have to practice listening, but you don't always have to follow rules. I think if you reshift it a little bit about, well, I would want somebody to listen to me, so you have to practice it. If you want people to listen to you, you just have to practice it in kind. I don't know if you really have to follow rules to the letter. I mean, being an artist a lot of times is about why does this rule exist in the first place? You know, some rules you have to follow, like there are certain ways that you have to submit material just because when you get into the world of like intellectual property or something like that, that makes sense. But uh, I don't think that means that you're going to have to follow the rules all the time. I think you just, as an artist, want to be able to practice listening. So the takeaway for you is instead of thinking about you, think about the process instead, because it's your process that creates the work and the work speaks for itself. I like that. I'm writing it. I'm writing it. Are you really? I, of course. I mean, maybe I'll have to just listen to it later, but because yes. I'll, I'm writing it, but it's not like I'm going to put it, like make a scroll and put it on my wall. No, make it a I, scroll. I want I, it on your wall. <laughs> But, but I like that, you know, I mean, I don't, I've never done it that way because usually mm-hmm. I'm so hung up about all the stuff that, that I'm not organized, that I don't do it right, that I'm mm-hmm. not following the rules, and as opposed to just thinking that this is part of the, pro, this is part of my process, here mm-hmm. I am. It, I mean, it, beco- it becomes like a, as opposed to making it a magnifying glass where I've, where you're going to all of a sudden see all of my failures or something. Instead of always focusing on the issue, why not focus on the question? Because if there's a question, a lot of times that gives you an opportunity now to explore for an answer. And since you love to discover anyway, I mean, that's part of the process you do as an artist anyway, is answering things. Like, before you know it, you create all these beautiful children's illustrations and it's developing into a story and that unto itself is an answer. But like if I'm if I'm if I'm in a phase that I don't know, mm-hmm. what should be my question? Like if like let's say I'm I'm going to send something out or mm-hmm. or what what is my question? Well, if you're obvi- if you're in a phase where you don't know, obviously you have a lot of questions. So what's best for you is to write them all down. Start by asking the questions, and then you can get some answers instead of worrying about like I should already know the answer. You don't have to know the answer to anything, and you already enjoy the discovery process. Well, when it's creative, I mean, when it, you know. But this, but you could also use your creativity in this. That's true. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what my next question for you was going to be was, um, would you be willing to test any of this thinking out? And then would you be willing to come back on the show to let us know what happened? Yeah. You would? Yeah. All right, Abby. So at the end of the show, we um, say goodbye. Would you be willing to help me say goodbye to the audience? In what language? Uh, we do it in English, and, I, and we do it in a one, two, three, and we say goodbye. How's that to, sound? Uh, that's fine. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do it in a one, two, 
three. Goodbye. Hope there was some creative problem-solving ideas you can use. I'm Megan Raymond, and thanks for listening to Showy 8. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, and Showy8.com. And follow me on Instagram at Showy8WiseWords for your daily inspiration.